What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, we've got an amazing guest. He's got quite a story to tell from BMX racing to now coaching people at the highest levels in the industry. And he's got an amazing story to tell. You're, you're really in for a treat. Welcome to the show, Josh Perry. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate having me here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I know you've got a, a pretty uh, remarkable story to share with our listeners and viewers today and and really some just good overall life lessons and and, and uh, things that anybody can do, but especially, you know, real estate agents, real estate investors, because you got to get, you, you, you got to deal with obstacles in that, that industry, I think, in any sales industry, really. So, before we jump into some of those lessons, why don't you why don't you go into your story? Tell 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 people who you are, what you've what you've been through, and and what you're doing right now. For sure, yeah, and um, yeah. Again, thanks for having me, and I always appreciate the opportunity to share and connect with people that may resonate or find a way to resonate with my experiences. And I guess the the, the short end of it is, you know, I grew up Cape Cod, Massachusetts, but I didn't grow up the lifestyle most people think about Cape Cod, working class family, making ends meet, and the BMX bike came into my life when I was about thirteen. And when I moved into high school, it took over my life, became an obsession. It, I left my job. I dropped out of high school. I moved down here to North Carolina to pursue that dream and manifested that dream into my reality and was hanging out with dudes like Dave Muir and all the guys I had posters on my wall, you know, looking up to when I was younger. And after riding X Games and being, you know, traveling the, the world competing and all that, I got diagnosed with a brain tumor that was on accident from a concussion and an MRI mm. for that concussion. And lo and behold, it was taking over the left side of my brain. So they suspected it had been there for like a year or two, just slowly growing, which made sense to the suffering I was dealing with up until that point. And, you know, going through that, going through the surgery, I got really clear on just auditing inside and out who I was, what I wanted to be true about my reality, how I could improve and optimize my life inside and out. And through two more diagnoses over the next seven years from that surgery, I decided that I made the meaning out of these experiences that my true purpose in life wasn't to ride my bike. It was to help other people through what I've gone through and what I've learned. So that way people can have the choice to change rather than being forced to change like I did. So three diagnoses later, four tumors in my skull today, I decided to step away from BMX competition to share my story and began speaking around the world. Uh, created a coaching business, started out health coaching because I really you know, became passionate about the health aspect of being a human and then along the way just started learning more about the mental emotional pieces and how to really put all these pieces together as tools to create a system to optimize whether it be your business it be your physical health your relationships ultimately the experience that you live and how to create that experience through self-empowerment and that's what i do today i help people really get rid of the baggage that is weighing them down distorting what they can uh you know, what they believe to be true about their possibilities in life and help them manifest those through optimizing their intentions and their behavior. Wow. There's, there's uh, so much to learn and, and, and so many lessons you can draw from that. One, one of the ones that jumps out at me 
is, you know, you had this accident on the bike, I assume, that got the concussion, right? Yep. Which most people are probably pretty bummed about that happening. Oh, yeah. But that actually probably saved your life because this tumor was growing. No one knew about it. And maybe, maybe it wouldn't have been discovered until it was too late. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the best moments of my life. People say I'm crazy because it's like, oh, that isn't that the worst. And it's like, no, it saved my life because I was denied the scans for a year, asking about them, complaining of headaches, vision loss, vomiting. They kept judging me by my cover, being 21 years old, a professional athlete, had a six-pack, picture-perfect example of health, but I was suffering on the inside. So it took that concussion to get the MRI to then accidentally find the brain tumor, which did save my life. And um, it was about a week and a half after the diagnosis I had surgery, and it was so severe. My surgeon here at Duke moved his patients around to get me in sooner because it was that bad. And then um, I was actually on my bike five weeks later, which is pretty phenomenal. I thought it was going to be like a year of recovery, but I just the bone, like your skull only takes four weeks to fuse back together. I thought that was wow. pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And that's just, you know, everything in life happens for a reason. And, and maybe in the moment you don't know that reason or, 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 or can't see it. But I, I think oftentimes things that feel like setbacks are, are actually blessings in disguise. Yeah. I mean, like we can't have breakthroughs without stress. Like we can't have up without down. We can't have hot without cold. So it's just a matter of your perspective. Cause I easily could have taken the victim route felt sorry for myself. People wouldn't have judged me. They would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But that wasn't a part of my vision. And I believe vision is what got me to the next level, continuing to ride my bike, progressing. I competed for another seven years after that. And then it's also what helped me lay the foundation for my business today, helping other people and overcoming any adversity, especially with 2020 and the pandemic. It's just, it's a matter of being defined by your vision, your mind, rather than what's easy is your environment to define who you are and what's possible for you. So how, how long ago was it that you, uh, you know, got, got off the bike, uh, at least professionally? Uh, so my last competition was in China, October 2016. And then last, so January 2020, I decided to stop riding full on. And I haven't touched my bike since. So it's uh, been over a year since I've actually ridden at that, at that level. And what, um, what was it like, you know, getting stop you know i'm, I'm I, th I think that was this is something that's probably been a part of your life for like a decade and a half or, or so four days uh, actually be 11 years since the surgery the first one yeah what, what was it like uh stopping you know a lot of people when they're really good at something like they've they kind of hard a hard time moving on to the next thing so did you did you have that kind of difficult transition period or was it kind of smooth sailing into what you wanted to do next yeah, it was, it was challenging because at the beginning, I chose that path. I wasn't forced. I walked away on my own terms after gathering the, the, you know, the information from these events. I made the meaning of like, I'm supposed to do something with this rather than just ride my bike. So I chose that path and I went all in. I didn't think about what was going to happen along the way. So imposter syndrome came up, the identity crisis. Who am I to speak? Who am I to help other people? Who am I to do any of this? Because I'm just a BMX athlete. And before that, I'm the high school dropout that became a professional athlete. So imposter syndrome was one of the biggest challenges. But it was interesting because my girlfriend, she worded it one day that made so much sense. She's like, essentially, you're breaking up with one of your first loves in life beyond your family. Like I, that, that career I made stemmed from a deep passion and love for what I did. And I titled that chapter of my book, which I am working on editing now. So hopefully I get it published this year, but it was 
titled Breaking Up My First Love. And it's talking about imposter syndrome slash identity crisis. And a lot of people go through that maybe in their 30s or 40s typically. But here I am 20 at the time, it was like 28, 29 years old, you know, discovering who am I? And I thought I was the bike athlete, but that was just an expression of who I am. So that was the biggest challenge is just like, you know, peeling back the layers of identity and being confident in the knowledge I have, the skills I have, and the ability I have to serve other people. What do you think are the biggest lessons you learned from your, your biking career that you now apply and teach others in your coaching and speaking business? There's so many things. <laughs> uh, I'd say the top ones are what I've, what I've become known as. I actually have a tattoo across my arm. It's just fears is a thought and thoughts can be changed. And it's just really leveraging fear as information. Like, what am I to learn from this? And what do I want to be true? But other than that, it's just laying down a foundation that's going to get you to point A to point B. Like in BMX or any sport, you, know, you have this vision, you have this goal. Okay, what does it take to get there? And then how consistent you are and how disciplined you are is going to determine the amount of time until you have the outcome you want. And so it's really just about leveraging fear, choosing a perspective that's serving you rather than one that's you know, keeping you comfortable but not getting you where you want to go. And then the third thing that can you know, put all the other pieces into this category is I learned the only difference between where we are now, where we want to go, or where we see these successful people are, the only thing preventing you from getting to where you want to go are skills and a belief structure. More importantly, it's a belief structure. It's the things you believe, even if you don't want to recognize them deep down, like your programming. So of all the things I've learned, it's, it's about creating a vision. It's about auditing fear and what it's to teach you and really just developing a belief structure to get to where you want to go. That's the only difference between someone that's happy and successful and someone that wants to be happy and successful. It's beliefs and skills. And where, uh, you know, when you, when you meet with people or, or, or speak to people, where do you think people have the most, uh, the most challenge challenges when it comes to this? To, to, to what? Uh, to just believing that, you know, the thoughts can be changed, that they're, they're not predestined or, or, or some victim of fate. Um, so it sounds like, sounds like you really help people out in that area. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge is the resistance to exposing their insecurities is to opening their mind to a new belief structure. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips? for free from my best-selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent. If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. You know, people are so tied, they have their identity so tied to their beliefs. For me, it was, I am the BMX athlete that was creating resistance to, I can be something else. I think the biggest challenge is just, you know, on a macro level, is just breaking through the resistance of opening your mind to a new belief paradigm, which has all the answers to what you want in life. Yeah, I think for real estate agents, you see, you see this kind of hurt people at two different levels. Like there's those beginner agents that think, well, I'm not a people person or I don't like calling new people or I'm not good at sales, right? They, they have that belief system that needs to change. And then I think you get this other level where the, the people that do have some initial success have trouble with scaling because of their belief system. Like they, they tend to believe 
well, I'm the only one that can do this, or I'm the only you know one that can talk to the seller or the buyer or, or whatever it is, right? So in in reality, you know, that's, that's, in reality, that's not that's not true for uh, for either of them, but but that's what's holding them back is just that belief system. Hundred percent, and I think you know, with the people that are doing really well, that have a problem letting go, they need to be in control. Control comes back to fear. And then I think people that are like, oh, I'm not this person. I'm not good at sales. I'm not good at calling. I'm not good at networking or whatever it is. It's a belief structure that's tied to fear. And so when you can break through that and you can ask yourself or ask the person, like, what is it you want? Okay, the only reason you're afraid of these things is maybe because you're not good at them. Maybe because you haven't done them much at all or at ever. And there's a great book that summarizes this called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about the psychology of belief and then actions. And the more you do something that's aligned with the outcome you want, the more that you're voting to become that type of person versus hiding from things out of fear, you're voting to be a person that's not good at sales, that's not good at business or networking or these things. It really comes down to what do you want to be true and what habits or what actions can you take that's gonna be putting votes to that type of person you wanna become. And it just takes consistency, it just takes time which anyone that has a problem with time, which I used to, being a patient, it's fear. It's fear of the unknown. It's fear of, is that going to be possible and all these things. So it's usually just tied down to fear at the root cause. What do you, what do you think for most people is the catalyst that gets them to finally like snap, click, whatever it is, uh, and change that belief system, that pattern and, and start getting different results? Like what, what, do you, what do you think has to happen for most people to get there? So I think to put it simply, I think it's a series of asking questions to chunk up to a main intention and then going the other route with the current reality of behavior and seeing how incoherent they are. So it's getting someone to recognize in their own world and their own mind, okay, this is what I want. This is what I believe who I am and what I'm doing. There's a gap there. I say I want this, but then I'm seeing that I'm doing this and then, okay, why? Well, I'm afraid. Well, what does fear mean to you? What is this? Okay. Protection, this or that. Wouldn't having success in this area create more financial stability, financial freedom, more time for your family, more food, things like that? So it's just really finding the gap of what someone wants and their behavior and how it's not matching up to what they want. And for me, it took a brain tumor. It took being faced with death to be like, oh, I need to change some shit in my life because I want this and this is my current reality. What can I do? And I think for business, it's the same thing. It's just getting clear on What's the outcome you're looking for? You can go deeper into why that means something to you. But then seeing where you are now and getting that person to really make the connection of like, oh, there, there's incoherence there, meaning the dots aren't being connected. I say this, but then I'm doing this. And until they're you know, faced with those challenging questions, they may not like you for asking those questions, but they'll thank you later on because they'll have this epiphany in that moment or later down the road. Oh, at least I know that's what I want to do. And then the challenge is getting you know, to move forward in that behavior. What do you think the key is for people to get to that real realization uh, that 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 they can change uh, without necessarily going through what you did? Because uh, you know not everyone's going to go through a life and death experience. So how how do you, how do you help get them to that point without going through that? Um, so again, simply put, it's just a series of asking questions to find out what's really going on behind the scenes in terms of where that person is and where they want to go and just asking questions about, okay, are you happy here? Okay. Maybe not. 
so you want this okay that that fills that gap of what you're missing and then just asking yourself and or asking the person like what is it you can do and like that's such a like a complex question that like to answer it simply is really challenging but it's really just getting people to see the pain that they're in how that can be magnified by not doing the things that are uncomfortable and what that uncomfortable action can lead to and how much positive impact that future outcome will have in their life. I think it's just about getting those connections to be made. Yeah, I guess, I guess a lot of times, you know, when you're like in the thick of it, you're the one going through it. A lot of times it, it probably helps to have an outside person, um, you know, an unbiased kind of witness to, to be able to ask questions and, and uncover blind spots, if you will. Like, oh, you 100%. Find that to be the case. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's why I have a coach. That's why I coach people is to have an unbiased, like as you worded it, but like an unemotionally attached person to your reality. And it comes down to actually this summarizes the last question you asked. It comes down to like what are you focusing on? Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join? the highest selling team in the DMV. The Carrie Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to carrieschollcareers.com. Again, that's carrieschollcareers.com. So to speak at 21 years old. I was there. So you're challenged on what are you focusing on? I had every ounce of me that no one would have judged that could have been, what if I don't wake up? That could have been the thought process before surgery, but something around my past and my conditioning with BMX and my family or whatever, I focus on what am I going to do differently when I wake up? It wasn't a matter of if, it was when. And so when people that are stressed financially or stressed with their health or their relationships, it's so easy when you're in that environment, that state of stress to think, survival and to be focusing all the shit that's bad the the key it's challenging it's super simple but it's ch it's challenging because we get addicted to our emotions and that 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 becomes part of our identity i'm stressed i'm overweight i'm anxious all these things the key is to shift your focus onto what you want the more you can catch yourself oh like i don't want to be broke for example now what do you want well i'm broke right now so i don't want to be broke no what do you want i want to be financially free i want to be financially abundant I want to be where, like focusing on what you want to be true. That's going to rewire your brain over time to when then you start thinking, okay, well, what, what would it take to have that? How can I make that a possibility? And uh, Robert Kiyosaki, is that how you say his last name? Rich dad, poor dad author? Yes. Yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. He talks about this. When you say I can't, doesn't matter what it is. I can't lift that weight. I can't learn that. I can't afford that. Your brain shuts down. There's two questions that open your brain. What would it take? Or how could I? When you shift your focus to what you want and then ask those two questions, you create a world of possibility. This shit doesn't happen overnight. That's the problem with today's society, I believe. Everything happens off your phone if you want it to. If you have enough money, you can get everything you want done for you while you sit on your couch. That does not equal success in the long run. And that's the thing that's super hard to get people to understand, especially if they have no athletic background, they haven't tried to build a business, they're not an artist, they have that's why I believe everyone should have a creative outlet. Delayed gratification will do so many wonders than any biohack or any quick fix thing or this or that, because it comes down to focus and what it takes to one, have that and maintain that. It comes to an identity shift.
That's what James talks about in Atomic Habits. It's not about the outcome. It's not about the behavior. It's about changing who you believe you are as an identity. Every step forward is a vote towards that type of identity. Well, and I, you talked about delayed gratification. I, I think almost every, every, every time you're not succeeding, I, I think it's because you're putting something that's short term over, over something that's long term. Like if, you know, just like with your health, you're, you're choosing to the short term benefit usually of, of, of eating something that's not good for you or, or skipping a workout over the long term, you know, benefit of what will happen if you did that. You know, same with business. Like if, if yeah. you're, if you're not able to scale, it's because you, you know, hire, recruiting, hiring, training someone is, is challenging, right? But, but, you do that for a month or two months and now you've got like a long-term benefit. So most of the time when I think when you're not getting the kind of success you want, there's something inside of you that's choosing short-term be, you know, consequences over long-term. Yeah. It just comes down to focus and vision. And if those aren't coherent, if your focus is not coherent with your vision, then you're going to find yourself looking for the quick fixes, quick fixes and things like that. As an athlete, it's easier to me to say these things because I knew to be able to do a backflip, for example, on a BMX bike, there was steps I had to take. That laid the foundation for me with my business. It's, it's the same shit. It's like if people are focused on getting this result in a month, they thought, oh, I just started this business or I just started this career. Why am I not seeing the results? Well, two things. One, you just started. That is actually disrespectful for all the people that have been in the game for years ahead of you that are now seeing success that you're focused on. You're not focused on the journey they took. And two, it's just a matter of beliefs and skills that you have to acquire. You know, and we can take this a third level. Think about all the time in the past to get to this point where you want to make a change. You were in autopilot then. Now you're focused on something and you're expecting to get results in a matter of a day, a month, or a year. Especially with health. The body takes time. If for 25 years you've been eating garbage and you find yourself 250 pounds and you want to get down to 150 and you didn't do that in six months, was that realistic? No, you got to think of all the context that gets involved in that equation. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you know. You just said there. Um, you you got to realize that you know it, it's going to take more than a week or a month or even a couple months sometimes. Um, and and the other thing too is I, I think a lot of times people struggle with this concept. You know, just because visible changes aren't happening that doesn't mean that invisible changes are happening so like when you start to diet and exercise better uh things happen at the molecular level right you just can't see it potentially oh, yeah. uh you know same thing with your business like the things things are happening you're just not seeing it and the you know the visible results uh they just sometimes take time and all, you know all of a sudden like you might see this rapid curve up of, of improvement and it's not like that just happened in, in one night, but, but, you know, you've been on that trajectory. It just kind of broke the surface and now you can see it. hundred percent. Like if you're looking at the scale or the bank account as a measurement of what's working or not, James talks about this in the book with boiling water. If you're one degree off and no matter if it's been five years, you're one degree off of water boiling. And then all of a sudden you go up that one more degree, the water starts boiling. It wasn't just like all of a sudden it happened. It took all that time, but it also took you that time to learn oh, I just got to do this little tweak. And that's the same thing with business, same thing with health. Like it takes time to grow. That doesn't mean like if you if all your income's coming in, you're paying yourself, then everything else is going to taxes and expenses. You're like, oh, I don't have any profit. 
that doesn't mean you're not laying the foundation to build profit. You just need to learn some systems, which could be more lead generation, better skills with communication to have leads and then, you know, things like that with health. Like, like you said, it's so perfect. Like it doesn't happen overnight. And I, I'm a big proponent of health being internal. Like I'm a nerd with the biometrics and all that. Like that's the stuff I look at. The scale is just a reflection of something changing. That doesn't mean, like you said, if you're not seeing weight change or number on the scale, it doesn't mean body composition is changing. You could be turning, you could be burning that fat and building more muscle, which is going to increase your metabolic rate, which over time you'll see a better number on the scale, or you'll see a better physical appearance as well as mentally and emotionally, and you'll physically feel better. What's more important? That or the scale? What's more important with your business? Having a shit ton of money in your bank account and then a year later you're broke? Or having it slowly build and then you're financially free for the rest of your life? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And um, I always like to end, by the way, with the hyper fast round. So I hope you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers. Right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Focus on the vision you're working towards and why that matters to you. I mean, I guess that's two pieces, but. What about uh, an experienced agent? What would you tell them? Uh, I'd ask, what's the problem? I don't know, what's, it, what, what's, <laughs> what's more context around that? No, just biggest piece of advice to an experienced agent. Never get comfortable, always be willing to learn and grow. What's the biggest uh, business challenge you've had? I know obviously your you know, life challenge, we've kind of talked through a lot, physical challenge, but what's the biggest business challenge you've had and what did you do to overcome it? Or, or what did you learn from it? Uh, the biggest business challenge I had was all of my income going to expenses, not turning a profit the learning was I didn't have systems in place for recurring revenue as well as being smarter with my choices of spending my money. <laughs> Very simple, but that I learned the hard way. All right. Well, now that you've uh, hung up the bike recreationally and uh, what, what would we find you doing when you are not working on your business or helping other people? Uh, actually, after 16 years, I started getting into competitive bowling again. I grew up in the bowling alley. And then when I was about 14, I went all in on BMX. So, I've been getting back at that for about a year now. So I'm in like three or four different leagues a week and tournaments and uh, starting to make a little bit of money at it. It's pretty fun. But I just love that because it's a creative outlet. It's uh, competitive energy. You can go into it with no risk of concussion or broken leg for the most part. Wow. That's that's pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty big difference from BMX racing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll be ever going upside down with bowling. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty different. <laughs> All right. Last one here. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Uh, 10 years from now, I see myself having uh, at least three different books, which the second one's already written. I just got to publish the first one. Uh, and I want, I want to be doing uh, seminars. I, I see myself, I look at Kerwin Ray. I don't know if you're familiar with Kerwin Ray. He's a big mentor of mine, a friend of mine. And I just see, you know, putting on different events around the world, teaching these things, and then, you know, teaching people to um, really coach my model, my methodology, which I'm actively doing. So in 10 years, I see myself doing a lot of that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate you coming on, teaching our listeners, you know, about mindset and, and things they can do to to really make the, the a shift in, in whatever they need in life. It's it's you know, it's been a powerful story to hear what you've gone through and, and what you're doing now. So thank you very much for that. If people want to connect with you or, or learn more about what you do, what are the best ways for them to to do that? Yeah. And thanks for having me. I love this stuff. Clearly I can talk about this for hours. I love being able to help people optimize their life, whether it's business, it's health, it's relationships, it's fun, it's spirituality. 
anything. It all comes down to much of similar fundamentals. So I appreciate the opportunity to share. And yeah, it's real simple. My website's just joshperrybmx.com. All my social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff, just joshperrybmx. All right, well, make sure if you're listening, watching, connect with Josh. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today, for telling your story, delivering the value that you did for everyone watching and listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you if you found this valuable, which I, I hope you did, please share it with other people. Give us feedback, comments, hit that like button, and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. We will see you next time. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyperfashions. And remember, we love reviews. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.